0: time's up let's do this
1: we're in for a wild night.
2: welcome 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 everybody to episode 145 of born to be wild a wild exclusive hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends talking about the wild format of hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community i'm your host as always nate wolf uh, I am uh, starting a little bit later than normal, but it's for a good reason. We have a really special episode tonight. Um, in fact, joining you from Orange County, California, and it is un- unusually rainy uh, here today. We have a, a big storm incoming, and uh, I felt like it was a really good opportunity to say it was a dark and stormy night, because that's yeah. how the best stories begin, right? And and uh, we have a lore episode for you tonight. So I'm joined by three of my favorite people. And uh, although he needs no introduction, let me introduce him. We have our resident lore master, Goliath the Dwarf, the teller of Hello. tales. I'm so happy uh to to have you here tonight. And we are going to be um talking about the blood elves tonight. And uh we we you know, we talked to them a little bit when we did our last lore episode, but really it, there was so much content that that we decided to do like a round two or a part two, um, dedicated to, to them. Um, but anyhow, let's, uh, let's, let's start the show off. Right.
0: Welcome back Lyth. How are you tonight? I'm doing overall pretty good. Uh, a bit tired. It's a, uh, it's a Friday night it uh, I am always, always happy to be here. I've recently been, uh, I, I got back into uh, World of Warcraft with the, the Dragonflight expansion kind of last month. I, I'd been away for a while, focusing on some other games and real life stuff. Um, mainly because uh, there's a lot of cool stuff they're telling about dragons in the new expansion. I'm just like, I need to know the story. Like some of the mm-hmm. gameplay, maybe yeah, for me every so often. But I need to know what's going on here. It's like I, I am that obsessive of a lore bastard. Uh, part of it is my own uh my own edification and part of it is i like having everything to come and share with you guys one of these days we need to do a dragon episode because there's a lot of stuff to talk about there
2: oh yeah absolutely well uh well i'm sure we'll get to it we've we will get to it one of these days definitely but very happy to have you back um hydra welcome back how are you tonight
1: Doing Absolutely fantastic. Also getting that West Coast stormy weather like you are. We actually I listened to an American station because I'm basically right on the border. And it was funny because everyone's freaking out. There's actually like a snow warning in L.A. County for like up at the top, like people that live like thousand feet plus kind of thing. They were getting a snow warning and they're all freaking out. Mm. Us Canadians can laugh at it. Ha ha ha. Uh, but uh yeah same thing i had to bust up the toque the born Ooh. to be wild too so uh, i know that word is foreign to many of you but here it's <laughs> second <laughs> nature <laughs> 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 right um uh, but i'm doing fantastic i'm super excited for our Laura episode tonight always fun always fun all right and of course electric
2: sheep city welcome back how are you tonight
3: Meowdy friends, doing fantastic here in the still snowy-ish Denver area. Uh, Had a lot of of fun jamming some Hearthstone games today. I've gotten all the way up to like 400 Death Knight wins already. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to get that golden hero power soon. Yeah. (laughs) So then we'll we'll still continue grinding for the 1K portrait. But the, the golden hero power is like...
1: Yeah, that's where it's at. Foundational
3: because yeah. it goes across all of the different ones. So I'm I'm excited to get there here before too long.
2: Did but... you get the uh the puppy one by the way?
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's actually
3: what I've been using is the puppy <laughs> one. Like I've I've got the one from the uh heroic tavern brawl. No, I'm I'm using puppy. Puppy uh I
2: know, I'm doing the teriors. same
3: thing because I like it better. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, and I feel like I, the... I wish that the uh, voice lines like reference the puppy at some point. You know, it's kind of a missed opportunity there. But like the portrait is incredible. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love it, too. All right. Well, anyways, um, yeah. Excited to, to do this thing.
3: Yeah. So for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me briefly explain how this show works. We record this very podcast live every Friday evening at Twitch.tv/BornToBeWildHS, and the video version of this podcast is then posted to YouTube shortly thereafter. Audio versions are also distributed to all the podcast apps. So, however you're watching, listening, or absorbing via osmosis, this podcast today, thank you. Yes, you. <laughs>
2: thank you so much everybody that's joining us live today uh on twitch we do this show live every week and it's really cool to interact with everybody uh who shows up in person I do want to say a big shout out and thank you to um our executive producer Shokunin. actually messaged me recently and said hey I, I i stopped playing hearthstone but i'm still going to support you guys because i love what you do I'm like wow that's really Aww. generous and, and and nice that's so, so nice um but also thank you to to a big shout out to Armorne, um, our um our longest running sponsor can i even say that I, I i guess that's the right word and and uh and all of our other patrons just really cool to to have everyone uh, hanging out and, and the support means a lot so thank you so much um if you're interested in supporting what we do you can like comment subscribe to our stuff on youtube you can comment on or um like review our stuff on the podcast apps uh, we do have some merch that you can purchase if you're interested. Uh, look at these beautiful schmoopy family here wearing our t-shirts. Um, if you go to our website which is born to be wild, hs.com, um there's there's links to the the merch stuff that you can check out if you're interested. We do have a uh, a patreon for as little as a dollar a month if you're interested. and yeah. Oh, if you're someone who's watching on Twitch, um, we do have some emotes that you can get. There's free ones that you can unlock just by following. There's also ones that you can get, uh, that are more exclusive that you can get by subscribing, which, uh, is free also if you use your Amazon prime. So anyways, um, lastly, I do want to say if, if you're interested in hanging out with any of us, we do have a discord channel. Uh, it's just a really cool online community friends that we've made all across the whole world. Um, we have fun hanging out. Uh, we'll do uh, we share deck lists, we share the news items, we share screenshots and replays and, and all that stuff. And my favorite thing is somehow turned into a tradition now is is looking at the past week of the funny usernames that that we see and, and <laughs> post. I can't say the, the I'm not going to say the the like inappropriate <laughs> ones because like this is a family friendly show, but but there's some ones in there that are really pretty funny. Uh, but uh, this, this week's episode uh, goes out to Optimus Slime, uh, Sugar Daddy Q past sheep interesting <laughs> wild car ride
3: <laughs> it's not me but it may may have been past sheep
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh don't have phone commander dingus uh poop <laughs> poopoo kachoo glitter fart <laughs> big pasta <laughs> Old,
1: I can't even say that.
2: Old <laughs> old my, the, I, I read these Let's to tell. my, so my family started doing this weekly um, game night. Every Wednesday night, we we all get together at my parents' house, which is just a couple miles uh, down the street. And we have dinner and we play games. We've been playing Settlers of Catan every every Wednesday night.
0: Ooh, I love that one. And
2: uh, it's so fun. And so I, I was looking at them while we were playing, and, and I started cracking up. They're like, what? You got to read them to us. And I was like, well, they're not really appropriate. Uh, but the, the one that everyone like, like liked the best was uh, Dr. Shrimp McBacon, I think, was, was the one that like, <laughs> had everyone cracking up, and including my mom, of all people, right? So, so uh, this episode goes out, goes out to you, Dr. Shrimp McBacon. <laughs> so there we go yeah there's there's some really good ones in yeah. fact and and gosh the 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 like oh husband beast that was pretty good lone calzone i think my favorite was mad cuz bad i thought that was so great
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is pretty close. There's, there's such there's so such funny ones but like i there most of them are are like they they use like potty language, which I find <laughs> funny and I don't particularly want to repeat on, on the family-friendly show. But anyways, um yeah. So before we get into the, the lore episode, I do want to take a, a quick minute to uh talk about our weeks because cause we didn't really see each other so much last week. I mean, well, I didn't see y'all anyways, so um happy to be back. It it didn't was not a super eventful week for me, really. I uh, finally got around to to playing some Hearthstone though, which uh, is a good thing. I always get distracted by by Marvel Snap and all the other stuff that's going on in my life. But um, I know, I know. So I, I was trying so hard to play Death Knight decks, and I was I was like, I was gonna hit Legend with a Death Knight deck, and I was just so convinced I was gonna do it. And I just got tired of losing and losing and losing and losing, mm. and and so, uh, I started playing this, uh, quest mage deck I- insert from, from the office. You, sir, are a thief of joy.
3: <laughs>
2: and, and that is
3: how I feel about that deck. Yes. The, yeah. the other,
2: the other quote that comes to mind is, is from the dark night returns. I think is that you either, uh, what is it? You either.
0: Oh no that, that that's just the dark or, you, or you you live long you enough You either to die see... a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I have
2: lived long enough to see myself become a villain. <laughs> so, I have an like an astonishing win rate with this deck and and in fact, I think the grossest game that I, I stole was from a Cthune druid who had 30 health and uh, 30 to 40 armor
3: 586
2: and a board full of taunt minions and I was like how am I going to do this? and uh between infinite turns and generating a whole bunch of random spells Mate. like i cleared the board and i i beat him it was like i thought i was gonna get a friend request after like i had to go take a shower you know it was like one of those where you feel so dirty
0: i am so ashamed of you right now
1: <laughs> tisk, tisk,
0: tisk. but like you can't I, beat him join him
2: yes I just got tired of losing, and so I decided to win and and this deck does that. It, it took me a minute to learn how to play it because like I've been avoiding it. I've been actively avoiding this for like probably a year now. This has a, a couple new cards in it. I think it's just maybe it's the prismatic element, I think and and then the spell um, uh, oh, where is it?
3: vast wisdom?
2: Yes, that one where yeah. you discover two spells and swap the cost. It's great. It's great. I've discovered ice block. I discovered pyroblast. I discovered oh the game when I played three ice blocks and then a, another one with with Savara was like oh. I've seen so much questline pirate warrior this week. I had no idea. Really, it's bizarre. Yes, I'm part of the problem. I acknowledge that, but like <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to hit legend. I, I realized yesterday that it, today is the 24th of February, and I was like, the month we only have like a week left. I need to hurry up mm-hmm. and. I only have I, like a week left to hit legend. When does uh, Nate? Four not... days
0: to be specific.
2: Wait a minute, what?
0: Yeah, it's God, February.
2: Oh, days. Days. Oh, no, no, it's not a late year, eight. That means I have to do it this weekend. I can't. Yeah. Break, I can't break the streak. It's been like two years or more. <laughs> All oh. good things must end. Not this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have, when does not Nate play. Not, not play the toxic deck? That's right. I played the warlock discard deck before before the cards got banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways, don't play this because then I'll you know you will be part of the problem. <laughs> you can join me in being part of the problem, right? Anyways. That's that has been my week. And uh yeah, I gotta I gotta jam some games this weekend. We were gonna go visit my father-in-law, but it's like this storm is like causing snow uh, a little bit north of us and to, to the point where we can't really travel this weekend. So mm-hmm. be doing some stuff around the house, but in my dance, I'm all, I'll try to hit legend. I, I, it was crazy. Cause I had this wind streak and I like, I, I fell back to 10 X this month, but I win streaked mm-hmm. from diamond six to diamond four. <laughs> love when that happens. <laughs> so good. It's just, it was great. I passed over rank five. So there you go.
3: <laughs> Didn't have to see Reno. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Anyways, enough enough degeneracy. Now now for some wholesome content. Goliath, how was your week?
0: <laughs> We've <laughs> been having a lot of uh ice and snow problems here in uh central was that Central America, Iowa. Uh <laughs> but uh we, we got this pattern going on where there'll be like a really big snowstorm and then it'll all melt and then another one comes in and like I'm just glad they have not all piled (laughs) up on top of each other but just like two days ago we had like just this ton of freezing rain I still haven't gotten it all off my car Uh, it's like there's parts of my mirror that look like Like, artistic windows. uh, Like, people have, (laughs) you know, where you want to let the light in, but you don't want anyone to see into your house. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. there's parts of my car windows that still look like that. But, uh, we're surviving. We're Midwesterners. We know how to deal with, well, maybe not the same type of winters as the Canadians and the Colorado. Coloradians? I'm not sure. Colorado. Yeah, maybe you guys uh, have even more than we do. But, uh... Uh, Yeah, we've been dealing just with the the Midwest winters over here, but I am a homebody anyway who likes doing things like playing Hearthstone and reading lore stuff and uh, working from home. So it, it doesn't affect me as much as it does a lot of other people.
3: Very good. Very good.
0: Sheep, how have you been?
3: I have been fantastic. So I've been playing a ton of Death Knight, which means I've been primarily playing Standard. Uh there's the degenerate um aggro frost uh death knight deck. I've got a, a slightly different take on it where I cut um Astolor and one of the harbingers and running the Rubian eggs too. Um so I I climbed up from like you know 10k-ish to like 1.6k down to 5k, back up to like 1.5k, back down to 5k. Right now I'm back up to 3k because Right now I'm mostly playing against mirror matches. So like, you know, it's just who draws the the more broken thing the quickest. So, um, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Um, And I'm not really concerned about my rank because I'm concerned about getting Death Knight wins. A good rank is nice. If I can get 11X, that's nice. If I don't get it, I'm not worried because I'm going to have that golden hero power like soon. Last week on, on the show, I was at 288 Death Knight wins, I think. And now i've broken 400 so Oof. like it's those wow. games are quick
1: <laughs> the grind is
3: real so it's it's been fun I mean, it's a it's a good deck and i That's know that incredible. it won't last too long so getting those reps in while i can nice nice uh, hydra how about you how has your week been friend
1: Last couple of weeks I've been bragging about oh my gosh it went by so fast and I've got nothing to complain about. Oh, now I got to complain again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we got some new management going on at work so oh. just dealing yeah. with that. They want to change how certain things are done. They don't they got a new fresh ideas which can be good, but maybe just not the history of knowing how We've tried that before, stuff like that. So did and, they not and,
0: have like the 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 onboarding where like they're there for a couple of months before they take over? Of this is how we do things,
2: no, this is how no. we do it. This um, is how we
0: do it. That, Those that are the things I've happen. seen that give the smoothest leadership transitions. I've covered
1: many. Yeah, of them well, the, the thing is. <laughs> The leader, the old leader, was promoted from a manager to a director. Ah. So the that leader is still there, and I guess coaching this person oh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have my opinions, um, in case they're listening, I'm not going to voice them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I, you be careful. Would it be amazing if it?
2: they turned out to be massive <laughs> Heart fans? You could, guys just, could bond over that. I just kind of garble this whole portion. <laughs> will, will you play back <laughs> on YouTube later? Or, it would be that voice from Charlie Brown wah, 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 wah. <laughs>
1: no, it's it's
3: margo, fine. Mar <laughs> I,
1: I do love the uh, the freshness in trying to, you know, tackle things that didn't get tackled before and and stuff. Just some of the approaches I don't don't agree with, but that's fine. We'll get there. They'll see that that thing didn't work. We'll move on. I mean, there's there's like so many things that they want to do, and then we're all sitting there chuckling because it's like, yeah, we did that. That didn't work. But okay, let's we'll will let them take a crack at it. And unfortunately it will fail. But um just it. different a different approach would be nice, but that's fine. They can they can figure it out for themselves. But so it's been crazy because they came in at a really, really busy time too. So I've basically been working late, and then when I get home, I'm supposed to be studying for my schooling, and so that's kind of gone by the wayside. So I've been putting that on the weekend. By the time I get home, my wife wants to relax. So I've just been chilling you know, like on the couch or watching TV in the bedroom. And I've been playing on my Steam Deck and just <laughs> relaxing. And I've been, you know, I should not have started now, but Civilization 6 was on sale. And I love Civ Six. Yeah, it's only seven so bucks. it's great yeah like it's still (laughs) a full priced game like it's still at like triple a price and it went on sale for seven bucks so i jumped on that instantly and been playing like quite a bit of it and juggling that in divinity too and kind of going back and forth between the two of those and yeah i I did get my first victory in Civ the other against computers but you know oh yeah
2: still hey hydralisk what do you think of your boss (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) I'm so happy to be behind the computer again. I can, I can yeah. do this, all the annoying things now.
1: <laughs> you know what? Oh, yeah. It's it's so funny because I sort of know how you feel when you're like, oh, I could just sit back and relax. Cause you, you get used to running it and having to move the things around and now it actually it feels strange to not have to do it. It's weird,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you get used to it and then you don't do it, it's like, oh, I, I what am I
3: I just I get to I just, just sit, sit here? here? <laughs> Cause I'm
1: as free
3: as a sheep now.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, hearthstone wise making sure I'm doing my dailies and like you, Nate. So in on EU, I'm afraid this month I co- possibly could lose my, my 10 X cause I haven't I touched EU at all. Um, it, I believe I am still sitting at bronze 10 over there. Oh my goodness. And I haven't played it. And like you said, there's four days left. And actually, there's less than four days because EU ends earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I better get on that. In fact, like you this weekend, I'm going to have to jam a bunch of games. I'll just play something broken. Maybe I could play uh, your deck there, Nate. <laughs> 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 it's I know dumb. I have Open the Waygate on EU because I used to play Open the Waygate. Old school Open the Waygate Mage on that deck. On that deck. I,
2: I will say i much prefer the old one where you just mm-hmm. you drop four giants and then you just yeah. kill them with the giants in that's one turn, what i played yeah instead of taking infinite
1: turns like i mean you still could if you wanted to i, I just remember
0: the version where you uh got a ton of uh-huh. spell reduction and with yes <laughs> the infinite fireballs that is fun i don't it it, it doesn't work as well but they specifically yeah. came out against it. Well, yeah, I mean,
3: Sork being at four. Yeah. Like, is yeah. It's,
2: pretty yeah. Big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't really work anymore, but anyways.
1: Yeah. Well, well we, Oh, wait, we, wait, wait. Welcome to the news. The news is so good. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so we do have, Big news. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because this is a lore episode, but we got an awesome tweet from Matt London. I'm just going to read it out. Hi, all. Recently, we've seen a lot of passionate conversation regarding the Hearthstone wild format. Thank you for that. Today, we kicked off a wild summit, a big internal discussion about the state of the format and how we can bring you the best possible experience wild has a lot of moving parts it's unlikely adjustments will happen this week but we're committed to building a great plan for wild sharing more info once we do thank you so yeah uh, they are doing the thing they are in discussions about wild and i feel like this is something that could have its own complete show and we could bounce ideas off each other we could go real deep into it. And now's not exactly the time. But. No.
2: Yeah. I, I kind of thought like this news is too big to not share. Right. But like, let's just hold off and talk about it next week and we can devote like a whole episode to it. Cause if we talked about it tonight, we'll just delay like the, the lore that we already planned. <laughs> um, So I, I think that, you know, we'll think about it. I will say there's a lot of people that, well, I I've heard anyhow, that are like, well, that's nice, but we've heard that before. Like we want action, not talk, and, which is an interesting, um, perspective. I think that it was hilarious that Ixar responded with buff secret mage. And, uh, oh yeah, that was so great. Um, oh, what did Cora Cora, what did Cora say? I don't, I, I don't have the tweet
1: up, but, um, something else funny.
3: Yeah, it was something about how like we should have meetings and call them summits or, or something like Oh
1: that. gosh. She had a better delivery.
3: See that's she had the, a better delivery for it, sure.
2: That's the thing, right though. Like, do they just have like a, a conversation or what is this? But it, it it's it's somewhat encouraging. I, I may be like sniffing the, the, the copium in, in heavy quantities with this tweet mm-hmm. here. But like so I, I reached out to Matt. And and we we chatted a little bit. Um, I was trying to see if I can get him to come on the show. And uh, long story short, he's he's down. But I have to go through official Blizzard channels, so that process has begun. So we'll see if it pans out or not. But but we've we've chatted, and I'm trying to make that happen. So I think that it would be fun if if we can make it work, and I'll keep you all posted. But um, we'll we'll see. Um, we've also submitted our application for the the community Blizzard community thing and i have not heard back so whatever um yeah we do have a big fun thing that we've been procrastinating on and when i say we i mostly mean i um yeah yeah.
3: we have our (laughs) listener series season six signups are live right now if you are listening to this very podcast right now it can go to esheep.city slash B2BW series. And I imagine that it is also on the BornToBeWildHS.com website. And if it's not already, Nate probably will have it up there by the time this goes live on all of the things. Um, so this season's theme is Lords of Ice Crown. And. Nate has been putting together this incredible logo, which he says it's still a work uh, in progress. Uh, this like, is, only this, half, the this final, is only like halfway
2: like, done here because it it looks like, so um, good. Oh,
3: thanks. If this was final, that I'd was be like really at <laughs> making
0: Frostmore the I and the Helmet Domination the O. Like it, it fits so well. I was trying
2: to to You guys are gonna laugh. So the 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 thing lately around with my family's been. Goofing around with the stupid Chat GPT thing or whatever it's called, yeah. right? Yeah. And so my kid, my kid is using it to to create like custom magic cards, and my brother is using it for the same purpose, coincidentally. And so I asked it, like, "Hey, I'm trying to design this logo, and I'm having a, a hard time. And here's the theme. What do you like? What, do you have any ideas for me?" And it said, "Yeah, incorporate the 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 helm of domination and and the Frostmourne and maybe the ice crown citadel." And I was like, "What? Okay."
4: You know, I mean, it, it, it's
2: just text, right? Cool. And and then I was like, mm, it's like, well, what what type of font should I use? And it spit out like six different fonts. Why don't you look at these? And half of them were wrong, right? It's like <laughs> I was like, I I was like, hey, I I wanted to, um, you know, I would you
0: get loved, like a a frilly dainty stuff
2: or no, something? But I said, hey, I, help me help me find a font for a Hearthstone custom Hearthstone expansion or whatever and it came up with six fonts and three of them like and what it said was was interesting it was like well hearthstone is a fantasy game and so you want some fantasy fonts and and so try like this or that and i pull it up and it was like this frilly scrolly and i was like that is not that is not right um mm-hmm. but the last one number six on the list was like the one uh, but i had a, a buddy one time a design friend who said you you can't you can't take a font and just use it you have to tweak it somehow like you got to make it yours you can't just like Mm. type it out and and let it go and so uh i i cranked out the 3d the 3d engine and then i swapped out yeah i i I plopped out the o and stuck in the helm of domination and I was like, hey, "This is kind of cool, but I want to like incorporate Frostmourne somehow. How can I do that?" And so I made it the eye, and I, I it was kind of I was like, I'm "Not sure, but I I think I like it." So I don't yeah, want to derail cool. the show, but
1: but also <laughs> uh, Chat GPT, <laughs> it looks cool.
3: <laughs> oh. oh gosh. <laughs>
1: chat gpt also said that nate your name was nate Freakout.
3: oh Wolf. oh that was oh, so yeah. funny and, uh, <laughs> what was craig again um the walnut the walnut <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's, yeah i was at hydra asked it what's bo-
2: tell us about born to be wild it's the born to be wild is a, is a wild hearthstone podcast hosted by craig the walnut and nate freak out <laughs> <laughs> and i was
3: like <laughs> and like freak out was even spelled funny too. it was p-h-r-e-a-k-o-u-t or something like that it was yeah so it's, great. it's
1: got like q in there yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, freak out
0: all right Nate Q. freak out
2: freak out like you know you know every once in a while like i keep saying oh i shouldn't use my real name on the show i should use a you know a, a fake name well freak out i think i found it <laughs>
1: God, I gosh. thought that was so funny because I asked you honestly, McNate, like, did you ever go by the handle freak out? You're like, no, that's cute though, I guess. I'm like, well, Chat GPT says you did. It didn't mention the rest of us at all. It's- no, no, so it's limited. ChatGPT only has knowledge up to the year 2021.
2: See, that's so I-
1: it I- stops. I try to get it
2: to make Hearthstone decks for me because cause I heard Raffle did it, right? And and so I was like, hey, what should I play in Hearthstone? And and it's like it's and then it spits out, well, my, my knowledge of uh, is limited to up to 2021. And so uh at that time the good decks were Secret Mage and Pirate Warrior and you know, and I was like, oh, never mind. I <laughs> <laughs> So that it's a little unfortunate, but it's an it's an it's an interesting thing. Um and I I, I use the 3D stuff so infrequently in Photoshop that like every time I do it I have to relearn how to do it and then mm-hmm. when I I build everything high res so then when I hit render it takes like like an hour to like render it
3: 5 hours later. Oh my gosh,
2: there was one that my wife was like come to bed. All right, like I can't sleep cuz the office light keeps flashing and I was like I'm just trying to get this thing to finish and it's taking forever and and I was like, you know what, forget it, forget it. I just turned off all the monitors and turned off the keyboard and closed the door and, and just left it. I got up in the middle of the night and and I, I swung in and checked on it and it was finished. So I saved it and turned it off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Anyways, just when you think you have a good computer, right? It's like some some things. It, it Just take time. I guess, I guess so. Anyways, the listener series... Uh, it, it, I think it got postponed because like, you know, we were busy having babies and moving and having parents die and things like that. So, um, but it's been like mostly finished for like weeks slash months now. And so we're putting the final touches on it and, uh, it's, it's basically ready, but signups are live. Um, so if you're interested, please sign up. It's free to play in. It's a custom uh, deck building multi week wild hearthstone tournament series. Yes. And there are oh, prizes yeah. and it is themed around uh lores of ice crown and and the undead. There's a lore element to it. Goliath recorded a bunch of um the little lore segments for each week. And uh it, it should be pretty sweet. I'm sure I'm Excitement missing about. stuff. That's gonna be
0: a, a fun continuation from uh the the first one we had er- earlier this year themed around the Naga and stuff and it was really cool the uh, the splitting of the uh, more thematic challenge, but then also all the uh, the submitted community deck building challenge type of things here. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, how they merge and what people come up with.
2: Oh my gosh, we we got a little bit derailed because the it was tricky to get the lore to to fit with the cards, sort of. Yeah. Like, so so we did like, well, here's here's challenge part one. Uh, and here's challenge part two, but there's also a component where you have to have at least X number of, of undead cards in your deck. And, oh, you've got to play one of these classes. And it was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's it's a little over the top, but it's I think it's pretty cool. I think it'll be a lot of fun. At least we know there won't be your generic meta deck that people are playing. Oh, there will be no meta decks. I, I think the only, <laughs> the only time that we found, I think it was NHL found, there was like, there was one week where you could play quest mage, speak of the devil. And uh, so we just banned open the way gate for that week. And, and that pretty much solves the problem. Like, go, go for it. Play, play quest mage with no open the way gate uh, knock yourself out. Um, <laughs>
3: Good luck with that.
2: <laughs> anyways, if anyone is interested, please sign up. If you've got questions, like put them in chat or, or reach out to us on the discord, I'll have the website updated uh, this weekend and we will start doing the stuff very soon in like a week, I think. Yeah.
3: Something like that. Mm -hmm. Very soon. Trademark.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, unless anyone has anything else to add, the moment you've all been waiting for and what I alluded to at the start of the show, it was a dark and stormy night. Thus, it's the perfect time for a story and no one better to kick it off than our resident lore master goliath the dwarf who will be telling us the tale of the blood elves
4: yes
0: let me tell you a story uh yes gentlemen tonight's story is one of great sadness, of exile, of corruption, of loss and destruction, but ultimately redemption and a happy ending. So uh, happy spoiler alert for that. But uh, there's a lot of stuff we're going to be going through here because the Blood Elves, uh, th- there's a reason that they're called Blood Elves, which we'll get to later on. But uh, first, We are going to start, as we often do with these stories, by going way, way back. Not to the beginning of time or anything for once, but uh, this is back to uh, something that you guys, we've alluded to uh, in previous episodes, and you've probably heard about and and played through some things if you've done, like, the uh, Demon Hunter solo ventures to unlock the cards and everything. That's right, we're talking about the War of the Ancients. 10,000 years before the uh, events of the current World of Warcraft storylines. Uh, this is back in stuff that we talked a bit about, Sunken City, uh, when we talked about Zinashari and all of that. Um, so, pop quiz. Uh, who, what was the dominant race uh, back at the time of the War of the Ancients? <laughs> the Ancients. <laughs> 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 Night Elf Empire, to be specific Detention. Ahead. <laughs> Although they were ancient because they had very long lifespans and eventually became immortal for a time. So yes. Um yeah, the Night Elf Empire ruled over the world under uh Queen Najara, who was, as we have established previously, just the biggest Egomaniac ever. Like we, we pro- talked all about her uh, in the Zenasaury. And if, if for those of you listening, if you want more information, uh listen to our episodes with the uh sunken city. We talked all about how she ended up uh, dooming uh her people and transforming to the first Naga and serving old gods and demons and all of that stuff.
3: She she is so vain she probably thinks this lore episode is about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's not, Azara, so <laughs> stick it to you. But, um, but the, it is the reason that uh, we're getting started. So what we now know as blood elves used to just be regular night elves. Uh, what happened was that because the War of the Ancients, which as a recap happened because Azara and all of her sorcerers were so into tapping the power of the arcane that they accidentally attracted all the demons and then Azshara decided to just go and make a deal with them for more power for her. And uh, basically after the war ended, this is after uh, there's this massive explosion, the well of eternity gets blown up so that demons can't come into the world anymore and the single landmass of Kalimdor splits into the uh, several landmasses that we know today. Uh, an event that was known as uh the shattering and there was just a, a lot a lot of loss a lot of death a lot of catastrophe going on here the the world got split <laughs> yeah. up and everything and so a lesson that a large portion of the Night Elves take away from this. We're talking people who are like the leaders, like Malfurion and Tyrande and Illidan and all that stuff. Well, well not Illidan quite so much here. But uh, a lesson that a lot of them took away is arcane magic, bad. Druid magic, good. Uh, arcane magic started all this. No more arcane magic. Um, no, but no, there,
3: no. We can't do that.
0: Yeah, that's what they were saying. But uh, it just so happened that several of the survivors were people who had been of that highborn cast of elves who knew all the arcane magic. And they're just like, no, you can't can't tell us to just stop doing this. Just assume that, oh, because we got carried away and Najara got all the evil on us and attracted demons and stuff that it's all bad and going to do it again. Um, But... So so there was this back and forth, and there were several uh, elves who just refused to stop practicing their arcane magic. And the night elves didn't want to have to kill them or anything, so they just exiled them. Uh, the leader had a uh, last name that you guys would be familiar with. Sunstrider. Uh, his full name was Dathremir Sunstrider, uh, who interestingly, according to the lore, because the night elf culture revolved around the moon so much, you know, their goddess moon and everything. The Sunstrider name had actually been taken even before all this as kind of a, we're different, we're kind of counter-cultural to all this moon worship stuff. We're going like for, for sun in our name. That, that's literally something you can read in the Chronicle lore books. Oh, funny. Is oh, that weird. why we're not like the other elves? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so is that why Kalthus, he says like, magic, my people are addicted
0: to it. We're... This is the original root of that. We're going to get to exactly how all that started, but yes okay. it, it's it's a major feature of the blood elves as they develop later on um so what happens is the uh the highborn exiles who insist on being able to practice magic of the, of the arcane and studious type, not the the hippie hanging out with scenarios type uh. That's how they view it, at least. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Great. That's great. They they travel uh, across uh, to what we now know as the Eastern Kingdoms, and they go through a lot of hardship there. Uh, so much hardship. We're talking like you know, nearly freezing and starving to death in snowy mountains, constantly having to fight back hordes of savage uh, trolls, mainly the Amani tribe, uh, which is going to be their main antagonist for quite some time, honestly. Uh, Humans aren't even really a thing at this point. It's going to take a long time before uh, humans develop enough and eventually team up and learn magic from elves and stuff. But uh, at this point, it's like an elves versus trolls thing. And... This is actually why the Blood Elves look so different. Because they lost their taller stature. So they're shorter than Night Elves. And they lost their purple color. Um, Initially, this was... More implied that like they, they got paler, but then uh, Blizzard decided to kind of reckon that in a way because they wanted to allow people in World of Warcraft to have like any, any uh, race skin color they wanted. So technically, there are like black and Asian looking Night Elves and stuff, and it's not really a a, a thing that's a concern in the lore. But uh, the main thing is that they got so cold and tired and sick and hungry that. Somehow that stopped them from being purple. Uh, I, I don't know <laughs> the biology of how that works, but uh, yeah. So eventually they managed to get to a place in the north of the Eastern Kingdoms area and uh, end up founding uh, the city of Silvermoon there. They are able to uh, erect some great... Uh, waystones and this magic field that uh, helps to keep the area safe and actually helps to turn it into this realm of eternal springtime, uh, which is why it's just like it's it's always nice there. Um, There is never any winter uh, in any place that is anywhere near Silvermoon City, honestly, there are uh, a couple of native creatures that they domesticated there which uh, you'll recognize from some uh pretty frequently or or at least original hearthstone cards uh the dragonhawk uh, is one of the OG cards there we have the young dragonhawk and then later on in old gods we had like the corrupted dragonhawk uh from the uh uh, Grand Tournament, that's what it's called. Uh, we have the Dragon Hawk Rider. And uh, these are uh, basically domesticated into their... What, what almost becomes known as, like a cultural or in World of Warcraft, a, a racial mount. So they're fierce, fire-breathing predators. And uh, they had actually previously been tamed by the local Imani trolls. Uh, which is why there's uh you remember Janali, the the Dragonhawk Dragon Loa. Yep, yeah, exactly. And uh, that was something they'd already done, and the Vlad was like, okay, maybe not everything that these trolls do is absolutely horrible and to be avoided. These dragonhawks seem like a good idea. Uh, the other one was uh, what we know as the hawk striders, and we have cards like the Hawk Strider Rancher and stuff. Uh, they are relatives of the uh tail and plane striders they're a bit more of a uh, a showy they're they're like like the poodles of that family or something you know <laughs> or, or the the parrots like that the, the colorful plumage and all of that stuff um you guys know we have like the dark moon strider cards uh, we have like the Lost Plane Strider all the way back from Goblins and Nobes, and they're all in the same general family. Uh Hawk Striders are valued for their trustworthiness and speed. Uh the Blood Elves said that they embodied the inherent splendor of the force within the Blood Elven Kingdom, and they are really fierce protectors. Like, like if you have a loyal Hawk Strider mount, then no one wants to mess with you because they will uh, if it looks like you you're in trouble they will go whatever seems to be threatening you with sharp bill and claws and all of that stuff right there uh so things are going pretty pretty decent yes i
3: always thought of the um uh dragon hawks as as looking like uh chocobos but or hawk striders rather um Mm -hmm. was looking like chocobos but you know world of warcraft
0: yeah yeah i guess so i'm i'm not that uh familiar with a bunch of Final Fantasy stuff. I've definitely heard the term chocobo tossed around, and I've seen a couple images. And yeah, it's basically the the rideable bipedal uh, flightless bird, like your ostrich or your emu or cassowary, but with parrot like plumage. You know, yeah. so it's, yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty cool there. Um so yeah, that is basically the, the development of Silvermoon. The uh, the Sunstrider Lying of Kings lasts for quite a while there, uh, and they have their occasional skirmish with the trolls. It's not really that much of a problem uh, in the end. Like, they still stand strong and whatnot. But um, the source of all of their power, because, like, they they want to have something like that old Well of Eternity that happened uh, way back when. Now, what happened was that uh, while the Well of Eternity itself was destroyed, before that happened, our old buddy Illidan Stormrage took a couple of secret uh, vials that he filled with the magical water and kind of stashed them away there. Uh, In fact, that was actually why he was later imprisoned for 10,000 years because he tried making his own well of eternity. Uh, And when it was
2: all, so when, what was it called? When it was all like imploding, right? The, uh, the maelstrom Mm -hmm. was happening and he's sitting here like, they're like, we gotta go. We gotta go. It's gonna blow. He's he's getting his like little vials of it to stick in his pocket before he runs (laughs) off.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, And yeah, and so that, that's why they're like, he's doing the exact thing that got us in trouble in the first place. Lock him away. And they just like, for some reason, they don't destroy the files. I guess they decide maybe it could be useful at some point or whatever. But uh, they, they do have like a massive tree to grow over the Well of Eternity to make sure no one can't get uh, ahead of it. And uh that's a story for another time. But um what, basically, before all of these elves were exiled, uh, Old Sunstrider nicked one of those bottles from Illidan's secret stash there. And uh, when they found Silvermoon City, they make a new font of magic called the Sunwell. Uh, our... First ever neutral spell in Hearthstone. And uh, it is the font of magic that just like kind of permeates the air around them. And this is the sort of thing of why they are addicted to magic they are used to living in a world that where the the very atmosphere around them is saturated with the magic provided by the sun well uh this is actually uh just a small aside here but there's actually a similar problem that a whole other group of elves who managed to survive the great cataclysm uh they had a thing called the Nightwell is like the shield that protected them and everything uh and like for centuries they had no moon or sun or stars or anything to survive purely off the night well to the extent that if you're exiled from the city away from it you literally just wither up because your body needs oh, wow. that magic they adapted to need it the blood elves aren't quite that strong of a problem necessarily but uh it's definitely up there and you might think, well, you have this nice Sunwell everything. How, why would this addiction be a problem? It literally permeates the air around it. Enter our good old friend Arthas Menethel. Uh, working for the Lich King right now. He's a Death Knight. He's not the Lich King quite yet. The, the whole March of Lich King is more of those, those Hearthstone fanfic things where they merge uh, all of his being the full Lich King and commanding the Scourge with the idea of back when he assaulted silver moon city so at this point within the actual story he's not the lich king yet Mm -hmm. but uh does anyone remember why he is uh going to silver moon city at all
2: well he wanted to get the 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 suck right i mean yeah exactly (laughs) i sent you this comic I i was looking for images and uh i found the funniest like I remember, I remember this distinctly from Warcraft Three, right? When you are playing as Arthas and you're trying to get in to to get to the Sunwell into Silvermoon and and you're fighting against Sylvanas. Um, and uh, but hold on, hold on. Let me let me pull up the image here because it's funny.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, he really wants to man. get in,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh but Uh, but surprise surprise you know the the elves have the city under like super lockdown so
0: Oh, yes, yes. Lots of levels of security. Remember those uh, waystones that we mentioned before? They literally provide magical barriers or protection around all of uh, Eversong Woods is the name of the kind of eternal springtime forest that is uh, surrounding the Silverman City, all of the blood Elvid lands here. And um, so what happens is that Arthas is on orders from the Lich King to use the Sunwell to resurrect Ner's, uh, not Ner'zhul, Kel'Thuzad, Mm. uh, they have his ashes, and they're like, okay, so we could just resurrect him like normal, but this is an opportunity to make him, like, the uber-powerful Lich, who can be really, really useful here, so we're gonna need Sunwell magic, uh, it's the only thing that's powerful enough to be able to make him uh, into the uber-powerful lich. And so what happens is that... Well, there's a lot of different parts of the assault, honestly. But uh, basically, Arthas and the Scourge are able to uh, just use their overwhelming numbers. Like, you, you throw down a Scourge, then like it doesn't matter because every enemy that the scourge kills is just raised up to become a new member of the ranks which of course we know is what happened to sylvanas we've Mm -hmm. talked about her story already so we won't go into too much detail but she had the position of ranger general which basically means that she was the the military leader and so she is trying to lead the uh defense and having the various ambush attacks and trying to you know hold off there's actually three levels of security like these three different elf gates and uh, Arthas manages to you know get through all of them through one way or another uh, and eventually he's able to strike down Sylvanas and because he's resentful that she's been annoying and slowing him down, he raises her as the Banshee and it's actually... Her being turned against her people that really breaks the spirit of all of the other High Elves. Remember, they're High mm. Elves at this point. They were the Highborn, uh, and so they kept that name for quite a while. This was the High Elf Empire. Um, But it's not going to be for long. Frankly, this assault devastates the High Elf population. Like, there is a very small percentage of that actually survived there. This is like like massive, not-quite-genocide on this entire race uh, as they're just ransacked by these armies of undead who want the, the greatest treasure, the font of magic. Um, Arthas wouldn't have been able to get to the Sunwell if it wasn't for a disgruntled magister named uh, Darkon Drathir, who is our warlock legendary for March of the Lich King. Uh, He was basically really spiteful, uh, and he's like, I should have access to the Sunwell. I should have the great power. I should have the fancy titles, and they're keeping it from me. And Arthas is like... You know, if, if you just betray them all, uh, you know, well, we'll let you have all that power, and you can take over. Uh, naturally, Arthas just killed him after he stopped being useful, because why should an evil Death Knight keep his word? You know, um, but yeah, that is basically <laughs> what happened. Um, they used the Sunwell to resurrect uh, Kel'Thuzad of uh, his ashes, and this corrupts the Sunwell. Uh like you know all the this evil magic here, so basically that is going to be really, really bad for all of the high elves uh it's it's going to like you know mess them up a lot, so the the king uh was actually killed by Arthas in a duel and his son the prince Kel'thas Sunstrider was actually studying in Dalaran at the time but he hears what's going on and he rushes back and uh he's unfortunately too late to help defend against Arthas. Arthas is already gone at this point but what he does do is he leads The mission to they decide that regrettably the only thing they can do is to destroy the Sunwell because it's been corrupted and it's like having no Sunwell really really sucks but it's better than having this corrupted Sunwell and the dark energies were literally already killing the survivors and there's not very many elves left anyway so you don't want that happening and um, so they they destroy it they basically kind of magically blow it up but here, here's where the, the writing gets a little bit weird here. Some of the remnants of the Sunwell's magic remains, they were collected by a red dragon who was disguised. He just looked like another elf. He's like one of those things where dragons like to have a, a mortal visage. Uh, his name was, uh, okay, can I pronounce this? Um, Straws, I think. And he basically took the remnants of the magic, like the few pure remnants left, and he turned them into a lady who was imprinted with false memories and thought she was a real human. Oh, uh, no. But she's actually the embodiment of Sunwell magic. Uh, any questions so far? Is she, like, touchable? Is she see-through? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's not ethereal or anything. She, she's a solid, physical person.
1: Implanted yeah. with like, uh, like a, a backstory of her own life. Exactly,
0: she thinks that she's a regular person. Um, I kid you not. She actually ends up having a bit of a uh, romance with uh, the blue dragon Caligos, uh, and like eventually, kind of figures out uh, who and what she is, and like she's as surprised as anybody else. <laughs> um, she's gonna come to the story again later, uh, okay. but. In the meantime, Kelthos has, uh, as the de facto ruler, you know, the, the heir, uh, the only royalty left and everything, uh, he, he has a lot of decisions that he needs to make, including some vacancies that need to get filled, because, uh, Sylvanas was the ranger general, and, uh, uh she's kind of gone now. So, this is where our hunter legendary from, uh, comes in, uh, Geralden Brightwing, not the fairy dragon Brightwing. We are friends. No, no, this is a different guy who happens to have the name Brightwing uh, in his name there. And he basically just takes over as the new Ranger General. Um, Kalthas decides that he needs to go out and, you know, do some uh, uh, fighting to try to, you know, get rid of this scourge that's destroying everything and while he's gone he appoints Lorthamar theron as the regent lord so he's looking after the city and the people and uh kelthas leads a full 15 percent of the remaining population in a joint effort with the alliance to reclaim the fallen city of Lordaeron which you might remember was uh Arthas's city that he grew up in but later destroyed when he killed his father and just like absolutely devastated it in the name of the scourge and all of that stuff um it's uh at this point where our buddy Kalthos ends up uh He ends up under the abusive leadership of an extremely racist human general uh, named Garethos, who uh, really hates all non-humans and is literally only in charge because every other competent officer above him died. And so he's just like, I'm in charge now because I'm next in rank, even though he is absolutely horrible. (laughs) Okay, Patches. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, basically, uh, b- because of the situations that serving under this general, uh, puts, uh, Kael'thas and his, uh, high elf forces in, he ends up being forced into accepting help from Lady Vash, the Naga. And when Garethos comes in and he sees that, the elves are working with Naga. He's like, aha, I need even more evidence why I should never trust you. And he locks them away in jail. But Lady Vash comes to the rescue and she's like, hey, you know, I work for this guy named Illidan. Uh, if you join us, then I'll bet he could solve your magic problem. And uh, Kelthas doesn't really see any other options at this point. So he's like, yeah, sure. I'll meet this Illidan guy. And, uh ends up traveling to Outland and uh, helping Illidan conquer the Black Temple and set up his base of operations there under the promise that Illidan is going to teach them some techniques to help to substitute for all of this loss of magic because as I said, they 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 don't have a corrupted sunwell anymore, but they they have literally nothing, and they're starting to kind of wither away because the magic is like a source of nourishment for them. They need it as much as food uh, because it's become such a strong part of their being. Um, in the meantime, uh, Illidan has through a set of circumstances, ended up pretending to be working for the Demon Lord Kil'jaeden because he wants to learn the the inner secrets in order to destroy the Legion. Uh, Jaden at this point, is dealing with the fact that the Lich King is openly rebelling against him. And so he tells Illidan to go and send some forces to be able to, you know, deal with the Lich King right here. And this is where we get that iconic image of Arthas and Illidan fighting. Um, Which, uh, do we have a copy of that show, Nate? Yeah. Yes, there we go, right there. Um, And... From this, we get a different version of uh, Scourge and Undead, actually. Uh, we get the Dark Follin, also known as the Sand Lane, because a lot of the Blood Elf forces that uh, Kalthas sends in to help Illidan, well, they end up dying and getting resurrected as Undead, but... A very particular type of undead. dead. The Lichkin kind of looks at them, he's like, hmm, I'm feeling creative today. I'm gonna to try out something new. I know I'll invent vampires. Uh, <laughs> <so> yeah, vampires <laughs> technically exist in World of Warcraft, just kind of in this this very uh specific way. And maybe there's there's kind of other versions, like you know, we have the, the Venthyr and like the Revendreth that's technically an afterlife and stuff. So uh yeah the the <laughs> <Murloc> <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: who is a lot of fun yeah um Ooh. but uh <laughs> yeah that 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 is how uh, we me. get
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh we have the uh basically ruled over by blood queen lanathal who was uh, one of kelthas's uh, uh generals and then there's the uh, Blood Princes like Kaliseth, uh, Valinar, Taladrum, and uh, they eventually become uh, like uh, you know bosses in the uh, Ice Crown Citadel raid and all of that stuff. But uh, basically, this is where the uh, Sand Lane come from. And then, of course, over time, there's other Blood Elves who get resurrected and discouraged as just kind of normal and dead in the sense like maybe they're ghouls and you wouldn't even know they were elves or they become death knights. And so they're basically just cool elf looking death knights and stuff. But uh, so we have that, our corpse taker, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I love that card. <clears throat> and... Um... Yeah, I'd say at this point, uh, the elves are just in a really bad place. Th- this is the part where they change from being high elves to blood elves in honor of the blood that was shed when so many were lost. So whenever you hear blood elves or Cinderai in their language, uh, it is very specifically like they are as a race defined by this tragedy. They they reinvented themselves and to an extent their culture adapted and stuff and they're still trying to rebuild Silvermoon. Uh, there's a lot more that happens but uh, we're going to take a, a short intermission uh, before we continue on with uh, where all of that uh, learning new magic techniques and stuff took them. In the meantime we have uh, uh, another
3: song to share with you guys.
1: This is going to be the first
3: time i have heard this time for the seventh inning stretch Mm -hmm. you all hear it okay
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: This one's about one of my favorite classes I'll
4: bet you never heard that ghoul for like cool damn say for runtum at power what price would you pay selling your soul who would you deal with me If I gave you destruction of your enemies well I just said no in a storm, when the storm went men head to shoot him away. Though I might regret regretted He just rode away on his dread state But now I've reconsidered Signing the dark deed I should have been a warlock I should have learned to wield the hell. I be summoning demons And destroying my enemies with shadow spells Stealing the demon souls like Henry Thaw, and Enchanting those two mature holes Oh, I should've been a warlock I might've had a boy Rocker with a funny name Running wild, casting curses, siphons and trains Playing the cause of cataclysmic danger Making dark deals with mysterious strangers Seek out the pits. Haven't you been told? Discards and sacrifices Grand power until I've life not throwing in to be torn apart With a fire in my eye and a curse In my heart I should've been a off. Should I should have learned the will I'd be summoning demons and destroying my enemies to shadow spells, stealing the name and souls. I like kindred thought, had in law, those two rituals holes. Oh, I should have been a warlock. I should have been a warlock I should have learned a way of fell I'd be summoning demons and destroying my enemies And shadow spares Stealing the name and a song Like hand without having love Lending those doom that sure what holds Oh, I should have been a warlock I shouldn't have been a warlock Yeah, I shouldn't have been a warlock
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I used to live in a a little place called Alberta where everybody listens to country music. So yes, I know that song. (laughs) I used to live
3: in the twisting nether. So I was very familiar with that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was
0: great. That was great. Part of my ongoing quest, we eventually have one about every Hearthstone class. <laughs> we'll see how long that takes. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, before we continue, are oh. there any lingering uh, questions or clarifications anyone wants about what we talked about so far with Blood Elves?
1: When do we get a warlock uh, hero portrait with a cowboy hat on?
3: <laughs> uh, I can't Wait, answer that. At I... Battlegrounds, there is a yeah. uh, oh. cowboy in which is oh, pretty bad.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. well, that's what bring that to constructed. <laughs> that's what I was
2: gonna <laughs> say right here. <You're>,
3: uh... <laughs> Howdy!
0: <laughs> Does it say that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The battlegrounds don't have voice lines; just the Some random emotes do. you can do.
3: Some of them do, but they're oh the yeah. like legendary ones. Yeah,
0: right. Oh President
3: gosh,
2: was... I love when they uh, when they've got like special. I don't know. Special voice lines. Uh that'd be so great if they had one for um the 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 cowboy Nazoth. Instead of yo ho ho, it'd be like Yee-Haw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: oh yeah, 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 yeah. I recall
2: that now. I should've had it up during the song. <laughs> I forgot all about it. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. <laughs> good times well done well done thank you you and howdy (laughs) okay so where do we
0: resume well we resume with the elves dealing with the, the the magic problems in a few different ways um now through um Through Illidan, Kael'thas was able to uh, learn what some techniques called magic siphoning, that he was able to send back some emissaries to Silvermoon and teach the uh, elves who were still living there, trying to rebuild the city, uh, exactly how to do it. Basically, this is uh, where they can siphon the life force uh, from living creatures, which is... A bit a bit sketchy on its own there, honestly. Uh, but it's kind of all, all that they really have at this point. Uh, also, this is uh, around the time where the Blood Elves actually end up joining the Horde, ironically, through Sylvanas. Uh, because at this point, she has gained her free will and is ruling the Forsaken from the Undercity. And she in spite of what she might say she still has some lingering connections to her home and people even though like they kind of previously wanted nothing to do with her because like they're terrified of her can you blame them uh and uh basically uh through her acting as the ambassador they end up joining the horde they would have like previously they had ties with the alliance but the whole uh, Garethos thing and like, you know, the the Alliance didn't really come to their aid and uh, suffering the abuse under the generals and all that stuff. They're like, now nah, we're, we're kind of finished working with humans right here. Uh, we'll join this other like fellow group of outcasts because uh, we, we need allies and this is kind of all that we have right now. Um, but uh, the, the mana siphoning wasn't the only thing way that they decided to gain power. So there's also a particular way that the Paladins uh, did stuff because before, so, so the way that Paladin and Priest, Holy Magic with the Light, tends to work, It's the way it's supposed to work is that it's something that comes through faith and devotion and uh, confidence that you're doing the right thing. But after going through so much tragedy, most of the blood elf clerics and paladins they really really lost faith because they're like lights why didn't you give us salvation when we were in so much trouble
3: which is a fair
0: question um but uh basically they still wanted to be able to wield those holy powers so another gift that illidan and kelthas had sent back was a captured naru anyone remember what a
3: naru is they have light um they're 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 are they those shard things yes yes yeah.
0: exactly like from uh from our whole uh, barons and stormwind and Alterac, that whole uh, quest about assembling the shards of the naru yeah. they are beings who are like made of pure light there they radiate uh, yes. so much holy magic um and uh can be a, a real pain when they become cards apparently cuz i have uh <laughs> i have had some uh difficulties with the uh, priest resurrecting that particular naru uh quite a bit but um <laughs> at any rate uh this one uh is named muru and it's just m apostrophe u r u and it uh, should make face- a Murloc version called moho i can totally see that happening like (laughs) it's it's uh, it's been canonized in the recent uh dragonflight expansion that there is an alternate timeline of azeroth where literally everything is murloc there's a murloc deathwing there's a murloc varian and thrall and like yeah the, we, we've already had like some Hearthstone portraits of like murloc alterations anything can be a murloc apparently but um yeah for, for this particular thing the group of blood elf paladins that form uh siphoning the holy power from the Snaru become known as the blood knights and their leader is lady liadrin who uh been a portrait for a long time, before she mm-hmm. was a card. She was that one where if you uh, just uh, play enough World of Warcraft free trial, then you would get her. That's how I got it. <laughs> yeah, like Level
1: 20, I think I had to yeah, get to, or something. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. yeah. how I first learned about her before I learned about uh, more of the story. I'm like, who is this Lady Liadrin character? characters like this random other paladin. Uh, so yeah, she was... Um, they were technically paladins, but they weren't the nicest paladins. They weren't, they, they, they were literally painfully tearing their holy magic away from a uh, being uh, who kind of needed it. Because uh, one thing you may remember from the Hearthstone story is that if a Naru ends up being stripped entirely of its holy magic, it becomes uh, a destructive void creature, mm-hmm. which they didn't know at the time. Uh, but uh that's going to play a bit of a part later on uh, sort of um now we also have a couple other uh, factions that are constantly kind of uh splitting up among the elves can I, uh can i ask you a quick yes. question
2: though it does yes. so she's got this big sword right does it ha- mm-hmm. is this anything special you know they all have some kind of special like weapons uh, names I, and all I that i don't
0: but... know of any particular name or lore behind her weapons uh that's just i think in this case it's blizzard just leaning into the really cool art uh for a major character like that um yeah sorry to disappoint but this is one case where i I don't have anything special about a weapon and these Um,
2: these blood knights and and blood elves and stuff like they seem really seem to be with like the the yellow and and the red is mm -hmm. there like a thing there
0: well, again, this all goes back to the, the it's it's sun well sun. and like that mm-hmm. in all the gold. It's very um radica was always kind of one of their colors. But yes, really leaning into the the blood theme uh, was definitely kind of solidified it as a major uh, color in their hel- heraldry and such. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's something that, uh, that they've. They, they just kind of embrace, they also really embrace the concept of like the rebirth of uh, phoenixes are kind of their symbol. Uh, and uh, you'll have, eventually we'll mention Alar and such. Uh, so phoenixes are something that uh, blood elf mages might have kind of specialized in uh, conjuring over, say, the human mages of Dalaran and whatnot. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely, as I said, it, it did influence their culture quite a bit. Um, so, uh, getting into a couple other categories or, um, factions of elves, we have the Sun Fury. Uh, these are specifically the Loyalist forces of, uh, Prince Kalthas Sunstrider here. Uh, they set up this base in a place, uh, called Netherstorm in the Outlands while they're, uh, helping work with Illidan here, and, uh, it's, uh, basically... There's this old Draenei spaceship that uh, kind of broke into pieces a long time ago. And uh, the Draenei uh, on Azeroth, they live in one of those small pieces that's known as the Exodar. But there are other ones that are still in Outland. And uh, the ones that uh, Kelthos and his uh, Stooges set up shop in is known as Tempest Keep. And, uh, they basically have, like, uh, Illidan's like, okay, yep, you guys can kind of do your own thing right here. Um, and, but, uh, eventually, Kalthas really lost faith in Illidan, uh, because, uh, Illidan was very, very paranoid and very, very secretive. He's like... I don't know if there are any disguised demons who are listening on our plan, so I'm just not going to tell my allies anything that I am going to do here. Uh, And keeps coming to him with, okay, where's that magic you promised? I'm sure the siphoning was a good start, but we really need a working, lasting, sustainable solution right here. And... uh, Illidan is too busy with his secret project that he won't tell anybody about, which is the Demon Hunters. Uh, like, I suppose Kael'thas might know something about the Demon Hunters, because uh, I'm sure they like, had to have a bit of permission uh, from Kael'thas for Illidan to recruit some of the Blood Elves into the Demon Hunter ranks, but uh, really, it's it's... Like, his top secret weapon, his, his army of the ultimate demon killers, he's just like, I don't want any of this leaking out. And uh, Kelthas becomes so frustrated with him that uh, he abandons Illidan altogether and ends up working for Kil'jaeden, the demon <laughs> lord who Illidan was previously pretending to work for and now is very obviously not, and Kil'jaeden wants to get back at him and all that stuff. Uh, So we'll put a pin in that. We have one more uh, little break-off section because as Kael'thas is becoming more and more uh, paranoid and corrupt, uh, a lot of his followers lose faith in him. Uh, This is a group that becomes known as the Scryers. So we have our Star Scryer card uh, back from the... Uh, Ashes of Outland expansion, and the Apexus Smuggler uh, qualifies as one of them as well uh, by the uniform and the art. And uh, this group actually uh, is led by ones who had a vision of another Naru, uh who is in a ruined Renai city on Outland called Shattrath. Uh, this is Adele. Uh, you may recall there's cards like Hand of Adele, the Paladin cards. And uh, no, 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 no. so I
3: was thinking, like, "Hello from the other side." <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: and uh, basically, they uh, kind of have a bit of a conversion. They're like, "Yeah, okay, this Calthas uh, is going on the deep end here. Like, he's serving demons and all that. No, we're we're gonna go and uh, actually do some good and help to rebuild the city and make life better in this land." Uh, and it just so happens that this faction that's defecting away from Kalthos has most of the brightest scholars and magisters uh so who are like you know the the big mage people and so it's a really big loss to Kalthos's forces like all of his best people are leaving it's kind of like how like all the top German scientists like Albert Einstein kind of immigrated to America as they saw that the political situation was not going so great. And so Germany is suddenly out a lot of the greatest scientists and stuff. That's basically what is happening to, uh, Kalthas right now. He, he's getting deserters going on here. Um, Now, it's at this point that the Warcraft expansion, first expansion, really, the Burning Crusade happens. So the Burning Legion sees all the stuff that Illidan is doing and they're like, okay, how can we stop him or at least slow him down? I know, we'll trick all of the people who he has alienated uh, in the past, which is like Almost everybody, (laughs) uh, especially back on Azeroth, that he is actually just this power-hungry demon tyrant who is working with the Legion, and they'll fight the battle for us. It's that pit your enemies against each other strategy. So the Legion very strategically staged uh, fake assaults on Azeroth from the Dark Portal, reopening it and connecting it to Outland, in order to lure the forces of the Alliance and Horde over there, and then they see all the very sketchy stuff that Illidan is doing. Uh, We don't have time to go into all of this, but basically Illidan may have been having the noble goal of destroying the Endless Legion that wants to extinguish all life in the universe, but he was so ends justified the means that there is plenty of... Things that would probably qualify as war crimes, really, that the Alliance and Hordes see. And like, yeah, this guy needs to get stopped. They don't know that he's doing it in the name of a greater cause. And maybe they wouldn't even care because uh, he's doing things like draining an entire ecosystem and uh, destroying its... Uh, Zangramarsh in order to, uh, get enough water to, uh, feed his armies, uh, purposely corrupting, uh, fell orcs to be, like, mindless brutes to use as soldiers, and just, like, a lot of stuff that's pretty strong evidence that this guy needs to get stopped here. Um... As part of the assaults uh, and exploring Outland, they end up in Netherstorm, the Alliance and Horde do. And uh, this is where we get uh, the Tempest Keep uh, dungeon. Uh, This is where Alar is a dungeon boss that we fight, as well as Astromancer Solarian. Uh, who they don't really have very much individual lore. This was in the days before Blizzard decided to put whole lore entries in the dungeon guides about bosses, just like a boss was just just something that you fought and maybe had a few words. So we don't know very much about Astromancer Solaren, unfortunately, except that uh, she was a, a blood elf mage, who decided to really focus on tapping into the void and the uh, the prime version that uh, you draw from the card is is one of my favorites not only because the the effect is really fun and it only targets the opponents if possible uh, which I really love but uh, that it it really matches this uh, becoming this void creature that is a feature uh, it's a boss mechanic in the Tempest Keep dungeon so. That's kind of about all there is uh, in terms of uh, how that dungeon factors in to uh, the Hearthstone cards that we have. But uh, at the end, Kelthas himself is the final boss, and he seemingly dies, but he doesn't. This is frankly where <laughs> that a... Is uh, yeah, that is after This is where a meme originates, uh, because uh, when you face him later on... As a boss, again, he says, I know what you're thinking, but Temptus Keep was merely a setback. And so you may notice in some of the flavor cards, uh, it's uh, sorry, in some of the cards' flavor text, there are references to, like, Blank was merely a setback. And that is all a joke of the meme of that Kael'thas is, like gone but they realized they wanted him as a boss again so they brought him back in this fell corrupted form uh
3: <laughs> somehow kelthas returned exactly
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> Now, uh, at this point, uh, Kelthos has decided to return to his homeland. He's going back to Azeroth. He's going back to Silvermoon and Quel'thalas, which uh, I don't know if I mentioned Quel'thalas is just the general name that they have for the uh, the lands ruled over by the Blood Elves. And uh, he decides, that, okay, we're going to take the uh, Sunwell here and we are going to turn it into a portal so our lord and savior kill jaden can come over to uh Azeroth and we will conquer in his name and yada yada yada. Now I know what you're thinking. Wait, but that Sunwell was destroyed. Well, it turns out that uh that this is where they they figured out that the Sunwell magic was around but it was a lady and like uh, at, managed to get a hold of the uh, the naru that previously the uh, Blood Knights had been siphoning and using those together uh, the plan is to create this ritual that will kind of uh, reinvigorate the Sunwell and uh, turn into a portal for Jaden to come through. This is a point where uh, Lady Liadrin and the Blood Knights kind of realize that they did a real whoopsie in torturing this Naru and siphoning its power. Uh, they uh, repent and decide to ally with uh, the Drenai and other forces in the Alliance and Horse to oppose Kel'Thas coming in with uh, yet another new type of elves who are called the... Uh, fell blood. Uh he just like, you know, really infused them with fell. It's kind of like how orcs used to be just like kind of more regular uh creatures, uh, but they turned green after drinking demon blood and getting bloodlust and all that yum, stuff. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, this is kind of similar with the uh, elves <laughs> just getting infused by fell. And uh a Hearthstone original example we have of this is uh Valdris Fellgorge, uh who again is is an original character but he's very much like what what a uh a fell blood elf is here um any so th- that that's a lot of different type of elf actions we talked over any clarifications needed well i've what got a note here get? that says that calicos is part of this and what does the shattered sun
2: like cl- cleric have to do with it i mean i see the yes. example because the green skin right
0: um um that that's actually just the lighting on the card oh, the shattered oh, sun cleric um but yeah, the this the Shattered Sun Offensive is what the new group is called with ah. the uh Blood uh Blood Knights who team mm-hmm. up with uh the Drenai and the, the other forces in opposition to Kelthas's corruption. Uh they want to restore Silver Moon and uh they also team up with those uh Squires that we mentioned earlier. And yeah, they're all called the Shattered Sun Offensive. Um this is a part where Caligos comes in uh, because he was actually the one who, uh, as I said, they uh, managed to figure out uh, that the magic was a lady and actually had like a romantic interest with her. Uh, Caligos, unfortunately, does not have the greatest track record when it comes to his attempts at uh, getting a girlfriend he even had he had a thing with Jaina for a while but uh they had to break up uh because she just could not get over her hatred of the horde and wanting to be like you know a, a, a cra- crazy powerful mage She's like I I can't live with this so yeah it's uh but th- this was his first one and like she ends up sacrificing herself uh when she realizes i am the magic i can uh weaken kill jaden so when when kill jaden is coming out of the portal cuz like he is really really powerful he's he's, a, he's like second in command to sargeras himself here normally your average adventurer could not defeat him but she manages to uh weaken him enough that he becomes a beatable raid boss and uh, <laughs> then uh using uh the, her power she manages to actually uh so it's it's releasing the full power of the sunwell on him, and then uh it's just she's gone. She's gone. But at the end, uh the Drenai Prophet Velen is able to use the uh remaining power, and, and Lady Ladrin is helping out with this as well, and the remaining spark of the Narumuru to recreate the Sunwell that is now a font of both arcane and holy magic. So it's this, it even lives up to the idea of being a Sunwell even more. It's like glowing with holy light and stuff as well. Uh, so this is like a whole new rebirth for the uh blood elves. They have a Sunwell back. They're not dealing with this magic addiction stuff anymore because it's just all around. And yeah, it's uh it's a really great new sign for them. Uh the Blood Knights are now able to uh be able to get holy magic naturally without needing to to dominate the light. And things are overall looking pretty good for the Blood Elves here. Um, they even are having more integration into Dalaran and working with other mages and things are going well in the Horde and stuff. Uh, and then, uh, an expansion called Mr. Pandaria happens where a guy named Garrosh Hellscream ends up taking over the Horde. Um, uh, Garrosh is also extremely racist, uh, because he is an orc supremacist. And uh, he's like, you know, uh, all you others, uh, especially, like, you elves, because you're, like, really prissy-looking in comparison to orcs and stuff. You don't belong in my horde. And he's, like, really brutal and stuff. To the extent that Lorthamar Theron and the Blood Elves are actually considering leaving the horde and going to the Alliance. Wow, Like, it's that bad. However, uh, Garrosh has some loyal blood elven spies uh among the uh let's see what were they called again ah yes the sun reavers there's so many blood elf factions right here but yes these ones are known as the sun reavers and uh some of them are very loyal to garrosh and they managed to help him steal some very powerful artifacts that were being kept safe in dalaran at this point Jaina is actually the Archmage of the Kirin Tor. So she is in charge of Dalaran. And remember, at this point, she has had her entire city of Theramore completely destroyed by Garrosh and the Horde using basically the magic equivalent of an atomic bomb. So she is really full on the Horde hate right now. And when there is evidence that the Blood Elves are using Dalaran to be able to get powerful magical artifacts to the Horde and are betraying Dalaran's uh, official neutrality. She goes ballistic. She purges Dalaran of all Blood Elves. Like, it's either die, or uh, be exiled, or jailed, or whatever. The uh, leader is a fellow by the name of uh, Aethys Sun Reaver, uh, who the Sun Reaver group was named after, and uh, if you've played the Jaina Book of Heroes, uh, you will remember that as I believe the final fight? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so this is like Drives the blood elves right back to the horde, uh, and Varian gives her a very strong talking to. You. He's like, "We were in negotiations. And they were going to join us. You should have consulted with me first, because the <laughs> entire race is not to blame for what these few did. Go figure." Um, but yeah, that's uh, that just solidifies them back with the Horde, unfortunately. Uh, Well, unfortunately, well, being under Garrosh. You know, the the Horde goes back and forth between having good leaders who care about honor and complete warmongers. Uh, Because I mean, the story needs villains at some points and not everything can be an old god or a demon lord. Sometimes you just need a warmonger to fight. Now, uh, an important, uh, aspect, or, yeah, another faction that we haven't mentioned the Blood Elves is the Reliquary. This is basically the Horde equivalent of the League of Explorers, and is why, uh, it is kind of almost an antagonist-seeming card in the League of Explorers, uh, set, or adventure, because they're basically, uh, the the group's butt heads quite a bit. The League of Explorers is, uh, based in Ironforge, so it's very alliance centric overall though they welcome pretty much anybody and uh the reliquary is very much about unearthing magical artifacts to to increase power and and study them and so the the two butt heads quite a bit honestly um thankfully there's a Not very much that's going on in current lore. Uh, Currently, as things stand right now And the Dragonflight expansion, the Horden lands are at peace. And actually, the Reliquary and the League of Explorers uh, merge together into this joint expedition where where they're all uh, working together to learn more about dragons, which I I think is really cool. Um, And that is about uh, where the blood elves stand right now. They've gone through a lot, but uh things are overall looking up. They're reintegrating with uh more of the uh races and factions of Azeroth and it uh, doesn't look like there's going to be any major corruption or uh genocide on them again anytime soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You never know when a plot twist is coming.
3: Plot twist.
2: Plot twist. <laughs> good card that's funny
0: uh we did have a couple
2: of cards that we skipped over I don't know how much it changes things but we had a couple of our legendaries so Grand Magister Romath and Astalor. ah uh, yes
0: so uh as the the Grand Magister uh basically Romath is the third uh important leader so as we said we have the Ranger general and we have Lothmar Theron who is the regent lord basically as the grand magister Ramath is the head mage of all the well, He's in charge of like the magical research and uh, he was actually the one along with uh, our other fellow right there who is very much uh I'm an, an annoyance by several people who <laughs> have uh you know been with the, the man of thirst uh, used so much against them uh, that they had to increase cost uh, for the card. But <laughs> uh, I enjoy him. I enjoy playing them. But uh, they're actually the ones who uh, were uh, figured out the uh, start of the Blood Knights. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So they figured out that we can magically siphon stuff from the Naru here. And but yeah, b- basically uh, as magisters, they're in charge of any and all things magic within blood elf culture
2: okay very cool and then there was a part i guess so when we were talking about outland and we have the uh this the sun fury and the the scryers then there was another section talking about illidan recruiting blood elves
0: yeah those are the ones who became the demon hunters so uh when we have Ah, uh characters like let me uh like kane sun fury Uh, He is the main uh, one that we have who who is a a named legendary card, but we have others who are like the Glaivebound Adept, the Crimson Sigil Runner, the Fell Summoner. Uh, Basically, if it's a demon hunter and they don't have purple skin, then it is a Blood Elf. Uh, Of course, a Hearthstone uh made they decide that they want to have blood elves uh sorry demon hunters of other races aside from night and blood elves but lore wise those are the uh only races that actually became it. if you want to be a demon hunter in world of warcraft if you're playing horde it has to be a blood elf if you're playing alliance it has to be a night elf so that, that's how you can distinguish uh demon hunters if they're not purple they're blood elves
2: oh interesting uh, i guess okay. that makes sense okay and then the only other thing I had here, there was section uh, attack on the Amani trolls. We had Zuljin and and Hex. Ah,
0: yes, yes, we lost over that one, I'm afraid. So, as I said, the Amani trolls were kind of the the major uh sticking points it just so happened that when the elves built silvermoon they kind of built it on lands that were sacred to the amani and the loa and all that so there was a lot Oopsies. of territorial disputes yeah so the the trolls are just like colonizers uh we want you out of here uh, and uh basically the the trolls uh previously had good relationships with the horde like several you know uh troll Like uh, the Darkspear tribe, led by Vol'jin, of course, became full-fledged members of the Horde. Uh, There had also been other uh, people like Zul'jin, who uh, had been allies or early leaders of previous versions of the Horde. But uh, the the Amani, uh, led by Hexlord Malacras, they became disgusted that the Horde had accepted their ancient enemy into their ranks. And so they uh, were uh, on this big... Uh, quest and Zul'lamont. Okay, like we're going to like uh, capture Loa and we're going to like uh, infuse their powers into our champions. Then we'll destroy both the Horde and the Alliance. And uh, thankfully, Vol'jin was uh, very against this idea because he was loyal to to the Horde. And so he kind of uh, spread uh, word around that, hey, you know, this um, there's these other trolls that are causing trouble. You guys might, you know, Horde and Alliance, you might want to deal with it and so that is a large dungeon known as Zulaman this uh, canonically happens before everyone goes through the dark portal into Outland so this is kind of like the the big thing that the elves were dealing with in terms of the troll threats before all of the uh, demon Illidan and uh, uh, Kalthas corruption stuff happened
2: oh I had one final question for you um, and I, I think that it was kind of towards the end, right? When um, fighting off against Kill Jaden, and we see Kal Kalthas get corrupted, and mm-hmm. in like various stages. But there was one picture that I saw where he's basically turned purple, and he's got this <laughs> big green like stone sticking out of his chest.
0: Yeah, that's like a a, a fell crystal there. And so uh, what's he's the
2: basically... story because this is crazy. Like it, it. Let me see if I can find the picture there there look at
0: that that's yeah that that's his appearance as a raid boss in the sunwell plateau raid the one where kill Jaden is the final boss there and so Mm. yeah that that's where he says that tempest keep was merely a setback Uh, because (laughs) like surprise he's a boss again um but yeah this is basically to show that like yeah he kind of went down but killed jade and just infused a whole bunch more fell magic into him to make him even more powerful and uh then yeah he he goes down as a boss fight again uh no problem but uh yes that's basically i i like to say it's it's his it just screams to me like it's not a phase mom uh, <laughs> and that that's all i could think of looking at him he honestly doesn't spend very long in that form the only time you see him looking like that is in the raid where he dies okay okay crazy fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it really is a tragic story because he was—he was a really noble prince for a while, just wanted the best for his people. But uh, he kept falling in with the wrong groups, abusive, uh, racist generals, and uh, allies who keep secrets from you. And eventually, he's just like a demon lord says, "I can help you. I understand you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah why not? What why <laughs> not at this point?" <laughs> At this point, everything. (laughs) Yeah. Good call. Everything can go wrong. (laughs) Uh, never sign deals with demons. It never works well.
3: (laughs) Monkey paw curls. (laughs) Wow.
2: Well, thank you very much for sharing the story of the blood elves with us. It's always fun to learn more and to, to hear about these iconic characters and, um, Super cool. Thank you, Goliath. I appreciate it. Thank you My so pleasure. much.
3: And now I will have to stop calling them Hearthstone Chocobos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
1: amazing.
0: Let, let's face it. Of all the Warcraft races, mm-hmm. you could argue the Blood Elves look the most anime by their very nature. So, Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> of, of, of all the, the Hearthstone or the World of Warcraft characters,
2: right? Like... Yeah, when my brother used to play a ton of it when when we were younger and and like every time i'd look at him like wow these guys have huge shoulder pads and like giant boots and when i looked at the the blood elves like it was like well these guys are cool it's like everything is red and and gold and orange and it's all intricate and um uh, it's like i don't know they're just so cool looking
0: um yeah Fun fact, before I ended up uh, making uh, Goliath the Dwarf as a full-on character, my very first uh, World of Warcraft character was a Blood Elf Warlock. So Ooh, I, uh, I have a lot of investment in him. And and thus, the Warlock song.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, That's cool. Very nice. Well, good times. Before we uh, sign off, anybody, anybody need any questions answered need any advice since uh we were in that business mm.
0: are we talking about unrelated advice we 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 maybe if anyone has a question mm. okay wait i would like to ask i'd like to ask a question
1: and now unrelated advice with me <laughs>
0: all right ask away <laughs> So as I said, we've been dealing with a lot of freezing rain stuff recently, and I am having a lot of trouble getting ice off of my uh, rear-view mirrors. Does anyone know how to get ice off of a mirror? The so like your side-view mirrors? Yes, yes. Yes, sorry, the side view, not the rear view.
3: What works for me is... um we have like these little ice scrapers that on one side is like the ice scraper on, and on the other side is like a a brush. So you can like brush stuff off the the top of your car and it's not, you know, dangerous. Um, What I typically do is I like, will brush the um, like side mirrors first and then, you know, like start brushing off everything else and getting all the ice off and then kind of come back to it and, if it hasn't melted by then, then kind of use a little scraper on it. But typically, it's melted by then because it, you know, the, the sun's out at, at that point. Um, that's what works for me. I, I I don't know. You know, your mileage may vary based on you know, proximity to the sun. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> the sun, well, right. <laughs> so
2: so what I what I hear is uh, and what I have done in the past, which I'm told to never never do is to pour water on it, right? because it uh, cold cold water can can freeze, hot water can crack your glass. so uh, mm. yeah, what I'm most afraid of is uh, scratching up the mirror. So uh Google says that a <laughs> mix of two thirds rubbing alcohol and one third water in a spray bottle will will work like a charm. and uh, oh, no. it, it, will, it will
0: disappear the frost. so there you go. Hey, Take that, frostmorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's King just like wave frostmorn over my car.
1: It's been a real pain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you could be like the worst Canadian, like me, and be unprepared because, like, yes, I live here. Should I have all the things in my vehicle? A big brush, a scraper, everything. Yes, I should. Do I ever? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, when I have this much snow on top of my truck, I go out there and I put my arm in my sleeve and I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Wiping it off. Like It's so stupid. I am not prepared. You are (laughs) not prepared. And thus using a credit card to take the ice off of my little side mirrors. Um, But I mean, the truck I have now—they're like heated, so it doesn't matter. Oh, but, oh that's um, fancy, huh? But, but in the past, the credit card definitely—it oh. works. And oh, in true Canadian fashion, I use my Canadian Tire points card. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there you have it. Wiser words were never spoken, and you heard that on. More to be. Wilder.